Welcome to episode 36, the special edition of the Four Geeks of Star Wars podcast, where X-Wing marks the spot. The reason we're jumping on early for this shorter version of the show is because some big reveals coming out from The Mandalorian Season 2, and that's from the Entertainment Weekly. Today, actually, they dropped a big dish article on this whole thing, so excited about this an exclusive look. Thank you for joining us, and a big thanks as always to our friends at DailySuperhero.com, where you can find focused coverage on movies, TV content, and more for Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, and more. Also, please support us by subscribing. It helps us. Also, leaving a positive review that's good, too. We appreciate those. Also, we want to give a shout-out to Will in San Anselmo, California. He's a big Star Wars fan like us, and we appreciate you listening, big guy. May the Force be with you always, my friend. And this show is all Mando all the time. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're still waiting on that this Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. <laughs> but we have new info and reveals about the new season of the Emmy-nominated show, which hits on October 30th. The reveals coming courtesy of an exclusive first look inside Season 2 article from Entertainment Weekly, featuring interviews with show creators John Favreau, Dave Filoni, actors Pedro Pascal, Gina Carano, and Giancarlo Esposito. I'm Nate Custer, coming to you from Northwest Arkansas, and I am joined by my fellow Force Geeks from Seattle, Jake Scott, and DailySuperhero.com founder Daniel Wolf from Cleveland. Fellas, making time on a Monday night to make this happen. Appreciate you. First, Jake, how you doing, my friend? Good, man. How are you? Were you excited about... I'm good, but were you excited about this article when you saw it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because... This know, is huge! Like, uh, it's pretty obvious that things are getting close here, and you just never know what's going to happen between now and the big day. Yeah, the curtain's being revealed. Dan, you sent this to us right away this morning when you saw it. Uh, what's the biggest thing you're excited about from this thing? Uh, first, let me uh, share uh, my excitement here. There you go. <laughs> I need to crack one open because uh, cheers to everyone out cheers there listening to you. because we yes. finally have real Mando season two. Yes. News. Actual legitimate on, news. Not shit on the wall. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is real. Stuff. Okay. I think we got to dive right in right now, fellas. Uh, Johnny Favs giving credit to our boy Dave Filoni for his creative input on the show. Though Favreau does the bulk of the writing. We know this. He says, quote, I'll come up with ideas, and sometimes Dave will say, you can't do this in Star Wars. Then I'll cite examples from the movies or Clone Wars to try to use a justification. I'm like a lawyer talking to a judge. I am to him as he was to George. I won't do anything without Dave's approval, and to his credit, he understands that Star Wars needs to be fun and ever evolving. And this is one of the things that we've talked about our ever love, our, our just our love affair with Dave, because the guy just gets it. Do you ever wonder if it's like this almost uh, the bane of his existence that he studied at the knees of George? Do you feel like that's such a huge <laughs> responsibility to carry with how the fandom is with everything? Do you feel like that could also be a burden? Possibly. I think yes. it could be a little bit. I mean, yeah, you get you got to have uh, some pretty meaty shoulders to bear that weight, especially since George is no longer associated and Dave's kind of the, you know, the the mentee is now the yeah. mentor when it comes to just canon and story and just Star Wars. Yeah. Well, and George visited the set apparently during season two, and you know the the article noted how some things don't change even forty years later, and it's so cool to see that George is back and he has that relationship with Dave Filoni. And they're one of the things that we've talked about before on this podcast, and he's known for with his actors when he was directing the films is always 
faster, more intense. We need you faster, more intense. And he was given Dave Filoni kind of a hard time while Dave was directing an episode about uh, not doing it fast enough, not doing it intense enough. I thought that was kind of funny that he was just kind of ribbing a little bit. And, and uh, I know that, Dan, you had a thought that kind of came to mind when you heard about that. Uh, I don't really know what you were referring to. Oh, but, uh, it's okay. just kind of daddy telling the kids he's still the master. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of just implied <laughs> at this point. Uh, yeah, I just said that like, you know, 10 minutes ago before we started recording, and I already forgot about it. <laughs> Tells me the frame of mind I'm in right now. Because I'm so excited. I'm so I excited. I can't even contain I'm my jacked. own thoughts from minutes ago. I'm, I'm so jacked about this. I love it. And I think it's so cool because you see that relationship between Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. We know how important Dave is. Dave is the judge of Star Wars, basically, because when it comes to the storytelling aspect, he's like, no, 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 they wouldn't do that. This is what they would do. And he really is. And we've definitely said this on our show many times that we believe he is kind of the end-all, be-all source of knowledge for what it is. I mean, I know that they have their, their story group at Lucasfilm, but... I almost am willing to like take Dave Filoni's thoughts over the story group on whether or not something should be canon or not because he's brought in Jake. You can appreciate this, you know, different characters from the yep. EU to, and he appreciates that. He gets it. He really does. Yeah. You know, it's so obvious. I've never met him. Obviously, I would love to. Dave, hit me up. But we need to make that know. happen. Yeah, Hi, Dave. I just yeah. <laughs> he just hey, it's Dave. so obvious that he. Appreciates all the Star Wars, well, except for maybe the holiday special, but all the Star Wars for what it is <laughs> as part of the the corpus of work, and it all matters, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not this uh, pick and choose, damn it, Kathy approach to, you know, doing things. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the article also addresses the rumors that Rosario Dawson will play Ahsoka, uh, Tamura Morrison, who played Jango Fett in the Clones, will appear possibly as Boba Fett. Katie Sackoff of Battlestar Galactica fame will play the voice role that she has done before as Bo-Katan from The Clone Wars and Rebels, and that Michael Bean from Terminator and Timothy Oliphant from Justified will all join the cast this season. But guess what? In this article, they note Disney's still not confirming nothing. But here's what Gina Carano said about all those rumors. Quote, some of them are true, some are not true. Dan, care to weigh in on this? Well, I mean, there's so many quotes in entertainment earth has access you know probably unlike any other single news source when it comes to lucasfilm uh and, and you know behind the scenes baseball talk i mean lucasfilm and disney looked at this article probably before they posted it and they're like what's mm -hmm. all of this we haven't confirmed any of this and they're like well come on let's let's publish it you know get some speculation going and they're like all right well we got a quote for you yeah. You know, just make it just yep. juice it up a little bit. So some of those names are, are real. I mean, yep. Yep. who knows, though? I mean, all of them might be real. They might yeah. just be trying to mislead us, too. Hey, and no Entertainment accidents. Weekly usually, yeah, and Entertainment Weekly usually gets some of these big things with Star Wars, too. It's not the first time they've shown behind the scenes for it. Also, I think, uh, what is it, Vogue sometimes gets a, a hit uh, in this? Vanity is, Fair. Vanity yes. Fair, that's it. Vanity Fair. So. Yeah, it's it's always kind of surprised me some of these different magazines that get in there. But Entertainment Weekly, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, they're all about entertainment, so it makes sense. And it is a very well-respected uh, publication in terms of entertainment news. So it's cool to see this. Hey, some are true, some are not. So if you were speculating, what do you think is absolutely the one that is definitely true? Oh, please be Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Agreed. I, mean, I hope so. Yeah, I hope I mean, so. Baby Yoda needs needs someone who's strong with the Force. Yep. I mean, yeah. 
train that kid, make that kid a, a badass. It's the thing that makes the most sense to where we think and pretty much know the story has to go eventually, right? So yeah. it, it it's going to happen somewhere. Maybe it's not her, maybe it's not Ahsoka, whatever, but we know that that arc is happening. I, I would Just bet don't... money on it. Don't don't pull a Ryan Johnson and sub- subvert everything at this oh, point. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> Baby Yoda suddenly isn't force Just sensitive me, at all. Give me exactly what I want. I mean, yes. I'm I'm uh, here for the ride, and I don't care if I'm guessing things correctly and I see yes. them on the screen because that's what service. I want to see. Fan service. Baby is not Yoda a swear thinks word. about. Yeah, Baby Yoda thinks about killing Din Djarin and then uh, turns his back on the Force and uh, cuts himself off from it. And it's and that's the end of the show. Yeah. All uh, Luke Skywalker. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I was a betting person, the only one I go 100% on, full in, I would bet on this, Katie Sackhoff. That's the only one I'm for sure saying is definitely in the second season. I think she's back as Bo-Katan, and I think that's the only one I'm for sure on. Michael Bean, I hope so. Timothy Oliphant, I'm a little like, eh, maybe, maybe not. If, if it is who I think he is, I'm excited for this character to come in, which if you've read uh, the Aftermath novels, uh, you'll you'll know his character there as the sheriff on Tatooine. Uh-huh. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if any of that comes true, but the one we all want to be true is definitely Rosario Dawson. So I wish they would have confirmed that, but yes. let's be real. We knew yes. they weren't going to. We knew they weren't going to. More, more than five. Five seconds, please. Like, yes, it, yeah. I mean, I know, and I know it's going to be a small role, but please just have it be more than five seconds of her just like passing by in the background. She's got to be going <laughs> up against Moff Gideon at some point at the end of the season. I just feel like that's that, where we're going to see that. Yeah. I, I could see that being like her reveal toward the last episode, and she gets into some big epic battle with with Moff Gideon. I can see that, that. would be, and then she epic. takes the dark saber and then gives it to Baby Yoda. There it is. <laughs> All right, so like Favreau it. also said that, uh, actually, you know what? I should uh, go backtrack to Gina again, because Gina says things have escalated for this season, that the heightened secrecy includes actors getting scripts only for their own episodes this time around and being ushered to sets in black cloaks and hoods like incognito Sith Lords. I love the way they described that. They, they wrote that article to include that reference to the Sith Lords. So clearly, the secrecy before... Is nothing to what it is now. Yeah, it's a it's a cultural phenomenon. I mean, Dave. I, I mean, you hear John Favreau talking about how he's in France and the show wasn't even on there yet, and he saw a big graffiti wall with Baby Yoda on it. It's that a was cultural one of my phenomenon. Parts. Yeah. yeah, and I love that it's getting like some mainstream love now. You know, like sci-fi is mainstream now, and it's not just the yeah. weirdos that like Star Wars like, the way it used to be. Apparently, now well, it's like everybody. Emmys helps. Yep, yeah, yep. no joke. <laughs> and I mean, best like I said, drama in another, series. In another recording, I mean, we this is this is the Emmys' new Game of Thrones, like moving yeah. forward. They're not going to win, but we love the nod to how good the show is. If they get 15 nominations every single year, they'll eventually win the big yeah. one. It, it's inevitable. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I would love to see that. So Favreau also said that the new season, and I'm giving a direct quote here, the new season is about introducing a larger story in the world. Now, he also said that they're adding new storytelling angles to season two. Another direct quote. As we introduce other characters, there are opportunities to follow different storylines. The world was really captivated by Game of Thrones and how that evolved as the characters followed different storylines. That's very appealing to me as an audience member. Now, Dan, I know you're excited oh, you about this say. reveal. You don't say. It's appealing, huh? <laughs> oh, the biggest TV show on like in history when it comes to Game of Thrones. I mean, 
yeah, yeah, do it. Let's go. Let's let's bring and, in a bunch of characters. Let's start having spinoffs. I mean, come on. Let's. What else is going on with Star Wars? We don't know. We have this, so let's just grow it. That's another oh. perfect example of a TV show that crapped the bed at the end and made everybody mad. They had to kill Danny. She had to go crazy. I know. But here's the thing, guys. Do you think that's part of the world building to? create the offshoot of other shows from this one if you start getting these separate storylines i feel like that's the perfect way to yeah. to bake that cake sure. and, and and get it ready to to cook and into new shows it's an incubator yeah. and with all with all these directors doing their like own individual episodes i mean yeah. it, it's literally an incubator for creativity yep. right now Absolutely. And let's talk about the directors for a second, because John Favreau confirmed will be directing at least one of the episodes of this season, which he didn't get to. I mean, the guy created the show. He didn't even direct one episode. And he's a very well-respected director, especially in the world of major blockbusters. I mean, the guy's only like faltered one time. And he's got some great indie stuff he's done, too, which is really fantastic. So I'm excited for that. Rick Famuyiwa is back again. He directed episodes two and six of the first season. So if you remember when he was going to get the, the egg from the Mudhorn... He was that episode with the Jawas, and also he did the one that was uh, the Prison Break episode that uh, was not as well received by some of the others, but I still appreciate what he's doing. I hope he gets his own movie or his own series at some point. I'm really digging Rick's take on Star Wars, and particularly that second episode was really, really good. I liked that one a lot, so I'd like to see more Rick on this one. And then also you've got um, Grief Karg himself. Uh, Carl Weathers going to direct an episode, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes down. I, I don't know Carl as a director, so I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous and apprehensive about that, but they've got a lot of people around to help make sure everything works well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we can't get too worried about that, but if Carl's no, a great director, a place more to, power to him. Good place to get started. You know, you've got all the best yeah. people around you. Yeah, and let's not forget, yeah, Carl was not even supposed to survive the first couple of episodes yeah. of the series. They wound up keeping him in and, and continuing his character on, so that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, well, I still so. kind of like to think that uh, he actually like grabbed a script and wrote himself back into it. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of a little uh, Arrested Development reference there, where uh, you know he needs to he needs to keep himself acting. <laughs> yep, yep, and he's been teaching acting along the way as well to any yeah, gullible yeah. fool who will pay him. I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is so cool. I'm really excited about the different storylines. This is gonna be a lot of fun. The directors, a lot of them are coming back. It also looks like the Mando and the Child will continue their quest. You know, he's trying to find his people, and it's up to Din and the Mando, to try to get him to his people. But we can expect the Bounty Hunter to face a series of obstacles this season that will increasingly challenge his paternal loyalty to Baby Yoda. That coming from the article as well. So Disney did reveal that we apparently are going to see uh, the Mando challenged with uh, feeling like he maybe doesn't want that responsibility. His loyalty to Baby Yoda is going to be challenged on that. So that could be an interesting storyline to follow along. Now, here's what Pedro said about that. Quote, we start very directly after the first season, and he's going into very dangerous territory. He's very much a passenger to the experience in unexpected ways, not knowing what's to come, not knowing how much or how best to protect the child. We don't know how far he will go to do that, and they're finding new ways to push the envelope. So after hearing that, what do you think is going to happen? After hearing these challenges and how he's kind of a passenger on the ride at times, do you think that's give? Is that like, are you thinking that is just giving way to give more character development to the others, and he's not the main focal point of the series now? I mean, it's called the Mandalorian, so he has to be, right? Right. I think I think he's hitting hinting towards a little bit of the uh, what uh, Giancarlo Esposito said, who's playing Moff Gideon, uh, him being a manipulator, 
And I think we're going to, that's kind of a, a, a little clue there of uh, him getting manipulated into not knowing if uh, he can deal with uh, overseeing this child and, you know, the adventure that it's going to take to figure out what this child is, perhaps. You know, and it's funny you bring up the manipulator because here's what, you know, the Moff Gideon, he's back, played by Giancarlo Esposito. Apparently he is said to serve as a source of temptation in the classic tradition, I love this description, in the classic tradition of Star Wars villains, think the Emperor, trying to lure heroes down darker paths. Vader was doing the same thing. Every Sith wants to bring someone down with him, so is he a Force-sensitive? We might find out that he is. I don't know. Here's the quote from Giancarlo, uh, who is nominated for an Emmy, by the way, for his role on this show. Quote, I'll be going toe-to-toe with Mando. It's an iconic battle. I want to disarm him mentally as well. Who knows? Maybe there's an opportunity to get him to fight some battles for me. You may think I'm a villain, but I'm trying to harness some energy and some powers for a path that could be best for all. You get to see him be somewhat diplomatic and more of a manipulator. And the exact word you used earlier, Dan, a manipulator. So he's going to try to tempt him to the dark side. Maybe he's not an actual dark side guy, but he's wielding a lightsaber and he's hinted at some things. He might just be, you know, one of those folks that's a great manipulator, you know, and, and has that, that draw to the dark side of things. But I am really curious to see if they're hinting at uh, some some dark side energy with him. Well, I think that this is where we're going to get back to the whole motivation for why they're after the child to begin with. Okay. I think that Moff Gideon, after getting a hold of the Darksaber, however he gets a hold of it, realizes that in order to really utilize it properly, he's got to have Force sensitivity, right? And so that might not be the only motivation here, but I think that it's something that he realizes, and that's part of why he's after the child, because he wants to really truly be that, you know, that person that can properly wield a lightsaber, number one. The other thing I was going to say is it makes sense, the temptation thing, because so much of Mandalorian culture in all the stories that we get, both canon and EU, is about family and vows and honor and doing what you're supposed to do, right? And once you take on something like uh, protecting the child, you don't give up on that. So, you know, he may think that he can tempt him out of it. And we know that Moff Gideon has experience living on Mandalore and helping with overthrowing Mandalore. So he understands, he has some background in getting how these people go, how they work, what their mindset is. And of course, he's going to be a manipulator. He was ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau, being like the CIA you know, of the Star Wars world. So it all kind of ties together. And it, to me anyway, tells me that that's kind of where we're headed is that he's going to make these uh, well thought out and very creative attempts to try to dissuade Mando from doing his thing with the child, but ultimately be unsuccessful. And along the way as well, be trying to get a hold of the child for his own personal gain yeah, he wants to suck the force out of the child so he can getting get Getting the midichlorians. Yeah. yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, if that's what it is, I'm more than happy to have that. Dan, what do you think? I, I mean, we've discussed this theory on past episodes on how he might be looking to try to become force-sensitive through the mm-hmm. means of siphoning off energy from the baby uh, Yoda. And he even says in that quote... I'm trying to harness some energy and some powers for a path that could be best for all. It sounds pretty, uh, pretty evil to me. And he, yeah, malevolent as hell. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely wants full control, and he wants to be you the know, next the emperor, most, 
yeah, the next emperor or the next, you know, just more most powerful Darth Vader like being, you know, he wants he 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 wants the notoriety, he wants the fame, he wants the girls, he wants the booze, yeah. you know, he wants <laughs> the he fast wants cars and the flash money. <laughs> he wants the Motley Crew lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Here's another little teaser, a hint uh, that was in the article as well, is that uh, Moff Gideon will command a very large vehicle in this uh, in this season. Very large vehicle. I'm thinking Star Destroyer. I'm thinking an AT-AT Walker. I- I'm not sure what large vehicle is, but I'm guessing it's a Star Destroyer. Perhaps a Super Star Destroyer. Ooh. Or maybe a third Death Star. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, 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 that was Starkiller Base. That was already done. Yeah. Episodes, okay, episode so seven. number four then. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's ever uh, truly gone, Nate. Come yeah, on. I know, I know. I'm curious. I mean, what do you guys think? You, Large you vehicle. Have, of- you have to go with either an AT-AT or mm-hmm. a, yeah, a Star Destroyer at the very least. Yeah. I mean, if you're saying very large, then it's... I mean, we've it's already seen be. the ATST. We've already yep. seen several other vehicles, even the Razor Crest. And I mean, the implication there, it's even bigger than the Razor Crest. Yeah. Well, it's got to be bigger than the Razor Crest. I mean, he's got legions, so he's got to have troop carriers. So, and those troop carriers got to go somewhere. It's got to be a Star Destroyer. Yeah. I cannot wait to see a Star Destroyer on this show. I know yep. we're talking about the Empire falling apart, but if you read the novels, canon or EU, you see there's still remnants of the Empire fleet still left oh, yeah. at this point. Uh, that's exciting to me, and that gets it. That makes it really Star Warsy. If I'm if especially, I don't have a lightsaber yet, I gotta have Star Destroyers. Yep. Yeah, especially if it's like got some battle damage to it too. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like they in the aftermath series, Nate, and I know you finished. You finished it now, right? Because you're on yep, the Thrawn I stuff. Have. And yep, uh, I'm on the second book of where, the New Thrawn trilogy. You know, Sloan is looking for all the missing ships from when the Empire fell. I mean, the Empire had hundreds, hundreds of Star Destroyers. They were not all destroyed. Yeah. They're out there somewhere. And Moff Gideon obviously has gotten a hold of a couple, I'm guessing. And that's where he's, he's getting He's got a TIE fighter. Gear. We know that. Yeah. I think that's or where he's he had a TIE fighter. Yeah, he I mean, had He's one. got a bunch of different troopers. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just collecting yeah. pieces parts now. Yep. And he has enough troopers that he didn't mind killing a whole bunch of them because he was upset. Remember the biker scouts were talking about that yeah. uh, when they were slapping around Baby Yoda, being really unkind to him. He apparently didn't care. He was, you know, killing some people. So he's got to have enough that he doesn't mind losing some. So that to me sure. says we got a, a whole crap load up yeah. in space waiting. That's more and more emperor-like every moment, you know, the more you think about it. I think he wants to be the next emperor because he saw how successful he was and probably being really full of himself, being the ISB guy that he is, thinks, well, you know, I can do it better. I I, I see where he went wrong, and we're going to do it different this time. We're going to do it my way. Because that's like the the Sith fall, pitfall every time. It's like, well, they're stupid. They did it wrong. I'll do it right. No. So there you have it, guys. Actual, yeah. legitimate news, not from, uh, you know, a rumor mill of some sort. Legitimate news, finally. So, with Thank on goodness. the heels of this announcement, I, I got to go back to the old question. When's a trailer? <laughs> there is no trailer. <laughs> uh, this weekend is uh, opening of football season, so fingers crossed. Maybe Monday Night Football on ESPN. There's no trailer, gentlemen. I'm sorry. <sighs> I have become more, you know accepting of this fact but i I really 
I really don't think we're going to get one. And if we do, it will be one of those, like, let's show the Mando carrying Baby Yoda off into the distance, into the sunset, and have yeah. the, the splash screen pop up, and that's it. Like, just a hype. <laughs> a true Jedi accepts his fate without question. There will be no trailer. Yes, exactly. It's going to be a five-second <laughs> TV spot. Embrace the doom. It's, it's going to be a five-second TV spot, and it's just going to show Baby Yoda pooping and then smiling at the camera after he does it. <laughs> And the new pooping baby Yoda toy hits the store shelves the next day and sells out. Oh my god, that I would mean, be the every... Christmas 2020 like just just destruction all around of I the mean, pooping baby Yoda. Every, doll. every everybody poops, so yes. you know, lean into it. Yep. There you go. I like it. All right, fellas, uh, appreciate the time on this Monday night. Uh, if you are not listening to this right away, just know that you need to go read that Entertainment Weekly article because it is so great to get real legitimate news yes. about this. We thank you for joining us. Please make sure you join us again every week with new episodes of the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast dropping every Monday, usually, or maybe on a Tuesday. Who knows? On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about any place you get your podcast from you can get hooked up with us right there. You can find Daniel's many talents on dailysuperhero.com and on social media. And Daniel, those uh, those uh, places we can find you, they're where? On Twitter, at Daily Superhero, and on Facebook, The Daily Superhero. And, of course, Jake runs our Twitter page. Appreciate you doing that. I sometimes post on our Facebook page. Again, I suck at that, but, you know, it is what it is. Any final thoughts <laughs> as we walk away from actual news of The Mandalorian? Any parting thoughts? I'll just share this. I'm super stoked. October 30th seems too far away, but I like what I'm hearing so far. Oh, please let my Bo-Katan dreams come true. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Those can't be uh, watched without paying for them, okay? Just no, no, know no. That. That's not what I meant. I just, I want to see her. I really want to see her. Especially uh, after know, having watched guess, Rebels again today, so. Yeah. I guess to close it out, uh, I would have to say uh, the little tidbits and information that we got regarding the story and, and the adventure of this next upcoming season has not been leaked or rumored or anything whatsoever. So nobody has the inside track. On nobody knows going on with, with this, with this show. I mean, it's, it's yeah. proof is in the pudding right there. Even the actors don't know the full scope of the show. Even the yep. actors don't know it. It's got to tell you something. It's probably Secrecy Favreau, Filoni and nobody else. <laughs> That's it. In Faz yeah. I trust, that's for sure. Yes. All right. Please feel free to hit us up with your emails at theforcegeeks at gmail.com. We do actually check that account, so feel free to hit us up with your questions, your thoughts. Maybe there's something you want to share with the audience. you, you got a theory you want to put out there. Share it with us. We'll go ahead and talk about it. We'll make it a topic for the show. We're on Twitter, so follow us at The Force Geeks, and on Facebook, just search The Force Geeks. And remember, if you don't follow The Force Geeks, well, my friend, you're looking for your Star Wars in Alderaan places. Talk to you soon, and may the Force be with you always. Thanks for listening, Will. <laughs> Appreciate you, Will. <laughs>